Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post-week five Henning Horns podcast. We're, you know, the sound system, a little switched up tonight. If I sound a little different, we're recording on Jack's laptop. My co-host, Jack, thank you for taking, uh, you know, the honors of doing the recording. And more importantly, how are you doing tonight? What kind of horn are you canning? Yeah, my pleasure, partner. Um, I'm doing great. Looking forward to uh, just a great night of podcasting. Uh, we have a great guest tonight in Mize Maps. Uh, I'm drinking a two-hearted ale today. It's actually... This is actually my fourth beer of the day. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I took today off. I played golf with an old coworker, had a couple beers out there, um, got a little sleepy. I'm not going to lie, but my second win. I even told you that during prep. I'm a little tired. You got to pick it up. Um, and the second beer's kind of uh, got me in there. So we're doing well. How are you doing? What are you drinking, partner? Love to hear it. Love the, the refreshed attitude you got going right now. <laughs> I got a Coors Banquet, um, one of banquet. my staples in, in, in my diet. So, yeah, we're rocking and rolling over here. Let's we got we got an outline tonight. We're gonna go through, you know, transaction counters, things that have happened recently. Go through a week five recap, little week six look ahead. End with our power rankings. Throw in the interview with Mize Maps. But Jack, let's touch on sweaty subs real quick, right? We're we're pumped that they got some content out. I enjoyed listening. I know you enjoyed listening. Um, I'm pretty sure you said so in the group me. One thing that I thought they did a great job. Uh, we talked a little bit about with Lane, so I don't want to touch on it too much here. But I'll say this. D. Kirk's mile time of 6.15 or whatever the fuck he made up in that little uh, segment there seems very fraudulent. Agreed or disagree? Uh... I, I, I want nothing more than to uh, agree with the fraudulent statement. I, I really do. But he I did receive a picture of the 615 time on the uh, on the treadmill on the mill. Um, and I, I just know D dog is one of those guys that goes into the gym. He blasts that bitch up to like 12. 13 on the speed and it's just thumping on the track and everyone's that's, looking at him. That's why it's fraudulent, dude. It's like going to like a cooking class and making something nice and being like, yo, look what I made. It's like, no, dude, they did it all for you. Or like <laughs> True. going to one of those painting might classes just... where they like do the strokes for you and you come out with this amazing painting. It's like, no, you didn't do that. Yeah. Like D dog, get on the track, post a six fifteen. He right? might have Until then. You're a fraud. Yeah, he might have just you know jumped up on the on the sides of the treadmill and let it just fly underneath him and just get that right. six fifteen. We got no right. proof. I, hey, I'll sit and watch him run for six minutes and fifteen seconds for proof. So that's my challenge to D Dog. Yeah, that's that was probably my biggest takeaway. Along with I followed Bobby J on Twitter, so shout out Bobby J. Nice. If you're not following me yet on Twitter, go through him a follow. The, the lefty, the southpaw. That was uh, south, dude. That, that made me smile as a as a southpaw myself. Oh yeah, I I was, yeah, you are a southpaw really there, partner. Yeah, well, something common, Bobby he, he and Ben. I, I never touched the baseball, so he, he's going a different route with it. But that's right. Nonetheless, the more lefties, the, the better this world is. Although we die, we die sooner. That's a, I just got a little morbid there. Oh, um, yeah, moving on. Come on, let, man. Let's let's move on. Transaction counter, Jack. We've had a lot of fab bids, Jack, that have come in pretty high. 
Uh-huh. I mean, nothing too too crazy. You know, Sam goes for for Juvenet at twenty three dollars, but he's been starting him every week, so makes sense. Yep. I think a guy you're going to put in your lineup easily worth, you know, twenty bucks, no doubt in my mind. Uh, Doug went heavy on Dobbs for thirty seven. Nobody was even close to that, um, but D Dog's playing him as well, so I don't think that's that's too bad. The one that's been most shocking to me, Jack Garrett Wilson. SPLLC going bankrupt this year. Interest rates rising. He can't get a loan. He's already got $52 down the drain. Garrett Wilson hasn't even cracked his lineup yet, Jack. Yeah, I think... Kind of a bad bid in my eyes. What do you think? I think it's a bad bid. I think he needed investors to see that he did have cash on hand. um, Because since then, he is 3-0, despite not playing him. Um, So... Uh, it's it's very interesting the the tactic that SP. I mean, I think SP is kind of a zagger as well. A lot of people zig, SP zags. Um, okay. So yep. I I think it was um, a still a terrible uh, bid, but uh, complete overreaction and, and desperation at zero and two at the point. Um, I think. But yeah, I think I think a, there was a, I think it was a little chess play, not checkers. Great great comment there, Jack. I mean he is spending money while everybody else is firing employees. Yep. He's showing investors, he's showing those shareholders, hey, you know, we're, my balance sheet is, is just fine. Yep. Speaking of finance, Jack, if you haven't filed your taxes yet, if you're a late filer like myself, you got you got a couple days. So make sure to get those taxes in. Another financial... <laughs> like last total, year's uh, taxes? Yeah, 2021. You have until October 17th. <laughs> oh, um, <so>. really? <laughs> I thought it got Anybody's extended like one month. It got extended no, no, now. That's every year. You always get that. You always get that little. Uh, if you you still have to pay what you're estimated to pay, but you can delay actually filing your return. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm just a get it done kind of guy in February. You're an April fifteenth kind of guy. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Another little. Uh, this isn't financial advice, but if you have, um, there's no. Um, disguising or there's no it's no secret that you know the market's been bad this year yeah in crypto market included if you have crypto positions with a loss you can sell those recognize a capital loss so you get a deduction on your tax return and then go ahead and rebuy them the next day and just reestablish your cost basis you can't do that with stocks because there's a thing called a wash sale rule where if you sell something, you can't own it again for 31 days. But crypto, there's no wash sale rule. So any of you guys are crypto investors, even if you got just a couple grand in crypto, go ahead and sell it. Get that capital loss, rebuy it, boom. It's like nothing really happened except you get a deduction on your tax return. Okay. So something to think about. Yeah, as a non-finance guy, I would need uh, a little walkthrough on the back end. Okay, yeah. Any, any, any questions, give me a text. I'll help anyone out. But but um, that does sound int- – I haven't bought crypto in like four years. Um, so I don't know well, if mine are still lo- – I don't think they're losses. Yeah. Okay, so it might be SOL. Point, yeah. But anyways, good to know for any cryptos. Up, it's more than just me on this pod. So. Yeah, if you got stocks too, you can do it with stocks if you got like a taxable account. If you like sell a stock, you just need to either wait 31 days to buy that stock again or just go buy something else. Okay. So, Interesting. Something to think about. Something to think about. All right. Back, back to business okay. here, Jack. Um, sticking with transactions, we have to talk about your trade with Sam. Yep. I was in, I was in the party 
where I was like, dude, this is one of the most ridiculous trades I've ever seen. Like the most unfair, not like vetoable or like we need to do anything about this because there was nothing um, collusion wise about it, but just more like, dude, what is going on here? <laughs> um, so I think Sam just, it sounds like from his pod or the other pod that he just completely undervalued JT, you know, didn't put forth the effort to uh, make a better trade. His comment was, hey, nobody was coming to me with trades for JT. Yep. But it wasn't like he was really extending any offers. It sounds like the first one that he made was to you for AJ Dillon and completely undersold him. And I know your comment to me, Jack, was like, hey, when you're in that bumper seat or that potential bumper seat, it makes you do crazy things. It does. And my take, my take was that I thought we instituted bumper so these kinds of trades wouldn't happen. Like he almost he didn't lock in the position of bumper by any means. There's still a lot of season to go, but a totally lopsided trade in my eyes, Jack. That's kind of my take on it. I'll give you you know a couple seconds yeah. to to touch on it. I don't think you did anything you know wrong here. You just hey you got a good offer and you you clicked accept. Yeah, I hammered accept as quick as I could on that. Um, I I just want to speak to. You know, kind of uh, Clay's message in the group me offering his uh, bumper consulting, which was hilarious. That was a great group me uh, message. Five years of experience. Uh, you know, I could be the, you know, in, in his business over there with five years of experience myself. Um, you, to me, I think, I, I do think it was very early for that kind of trade. I mean, it was very undervalued, um, or he undervalued JT there. Like, no question about it. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but you really do just look so short-term when you are in bumper. You look, this week, how can I get a win this week, first and foremost, and maybe the next two to three. And then you're, you'll flip a guy. You have no loyalty. To me, you play DFS. I really think you play... Week by week, yeah, um, and I that's get why that. I, I get that. and that's why I don't think bumper like kind of uh, what you said like uh, is stopping these kind of trades because you're not thinking long term. Like obviously, long term a fantasy football play <clears throat> is JT, but short term it's like, dude, there's 25 other running backs over the next three weeks that could probably outperform JT because he's hurt, may have a buy, and you got to get production now. Yeah, the, the difference between that, like I get the short-term, hey, I need to play DFS and win this one week. There's nine, ten weeks left in the season. It was very and early for you, that. I will, I do agree. AJ Dillon's <laughs> schedule the rest of the next five weeks, or even like the next two weeks, whatever. But there's ten weeks left, and the point is, is even if you loved AJ Dillon, you should have gotten AJ Dillon plus Damian Pierce or yeah. something along those lines. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think just I being think zero four with. Just like a substantial, like you said, he's like an additional game back because of the points for. <clears throat> um, so I think he just wanted points and found one guy that he liked apparently uh, and, and sent it to me. But yeah, little little early for that um, that kind of trade. But I think um, I think we should move on because I think we've kind of uh, everybody's probably ad nauseum with this combo. But I think you know we need to talk about it a little bit because I had an opinion you yep. were involved. We'll see what we'll see what happens from here. We'll talk about week five, what happened. So we'll see where it goes from this point. With 
other transactions, Jack? I know there was a trade between uh, Phil and D. Kirk. Yeah. Uh, the players. I mean, this trade, in my eyes, wasn't like a, a lopsided trade from like a outside perspective. My personal take was I wasn't going to touch Zeke or Robinson. I thought they were coming off some of their ceiling performances, and that's just never the time to be a buyer. But still had the injuries, so it kind of made sense. I don't think there's much there. Yeah, not not a lot. Um, just kind of big names with Chubb, and uh, I think Amon Ra, speaking of big names, my favorite name, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Uh, kind of surprised D-Dog uh, got rid of him. I felt like he was a great value with where he drafted him. Um, I know he was hurt and then has a bye next week, so um, he was... D-Dog was worried at one and four himself or whatever he was at, uh, one and three, that, you know, he wasn't going to have him for two weeks. So kind of got rid of him, um, got Chubb and Cooper out of it. Obviously tried flipping Cooper to everyone. Um, even D-Mal posted something in the group me about it. And it was only yeah, right was that sorry. Cooper scored. It was only right that Cooper scored this week just to kind of rub it in all of our faces um, but did you know D Dog might have hit a ceiling himself this week, so we'll we'll see. And speaking yeah. of speaking of D Dog, uh, he was very adamant today about people blowing loads on on Taysom Hill. Um, I I just would I don't want to share any you know your conversations with other league mates about trades, especially you know that's between you guys. Um, but this. Uh, dialogue I got from D Dog about Taysom Hill is just was just great. Eight thirty this morning, he's ready to go. How much you how much are you bidding on Taysom? I said I don't know. He goes blow a load. It's going to be a load off. I know a few owners that have Chubbs for Taysom could be the tight end that was promised. So that was just just a great start out of D Dog. I'm like, dude, he didn't do anything with Jameis. He goes, everyone's tight end bust blanks. Taysom sometimes shoots rods. He goes, just imagine if Papa didn't shoot blanks at tight end, though. <laughs> and it just had me rolling. I just said, you know what? I'm probably going to get out bed. Um, and that was just pretty much it. But D. Kirk, D. Kirk's role in this league sometimes reminds me of Littlefinger from, uh, what's not his name, from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Just yes, yes. I know exactly who it, you're talking about. Chaos, ensuing chaos, starting drama, you know, just, you know, just lighting a fire, doing, you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So funny. Um, you, you're never quite sure what his motive is, but uh, uh, this is this is a great example of that. I think I've said this before, but D-Dog is my least favorite and also my favorite person in this fantasy football league. I, I don't want anyone to be bumper more than him. But I would probably quit the league if D Dog was not in it. So, whatever that means, that's D Dog. Love that. Great comment there. Jack, let's, let's jump into week five uh, recap here. Let's just let's talk a little bit about everything. I don't think we really need to talk about um, the Nuts versus Scott Heffern here. Um, ended up having a good week. Scoring 122, thanks to like Kelsey scoring 30 points. Hurts doing his thing. Uh, Scott's team is in a little bit of a free fall, Jack. Doesn't really have an identity. You know, new players in the lineup every week. James Conner keeps getting banged up. Just lost um, Penny. Don't, just lost Penny. Uh, 
you know, he does have Hopkins coming back, but you got Gibson now probably going to be not quite the player he wants to be with Brian Robinson. Dude, did you see the Brian Robinson clip on Twitter where he came oh. into Many Men by 50%? Dude, I wanted to start our podcast playing that, and I forgot because that was so sick. Uh, but that's also a page out of... You can still go back and do that. Yeah, maybe okay, I should because so, that was sick. But that was sick. It made me like, you know, do I want to get shot and then walk into my next intramural game? Like, you know, yeah. with that song? That's, <laughs> like, that was sick. That was sick. But yeah, Scott's team, a little bit in a free fall. Um, I don't think the algorithm is going to love his his position. Uh, we'll see what he does from here. He's got a lot of high upside players, a lot of talent on that team. Just guys not living up to the hype right now. Yeah. You know, Murray's struggling, Kamar's struggling, so we'll see. Put a lot of chips in the Cardinals um, and just not really panning out. Uh, DK Metcalf, been a great surprise, though, him, both him and Lockett. Um, you know, Gino slinging right now. You know, right, they they right. wrote they wrote him off. He ain't right back though. Um, I love that line. I do too. Awesome, but yeah, no. Uh, Paul Maldib is struggling. Um, partner, just want to just ask you about your your team real quick. You dominate the QB and and tight end position every week. Um, you know, I still like the rest of your roster. You might be a little bit. You know, have some holes at wide receiver too, and um, I guess you still have MT that's hurt. But but, what are your thoughts on your team after losing Patty for a little bit here? Yeah, I think I think I'm at the grind a little bit. You know, you saw what I did this week at wide receiver. Lane was talking shit about my wide receivers on his pod, and what do you know? Michael Pittman, Josh Reynolds outscores his two top two guys. Love it. So what I'm gonna do is just grind it out a little bit, find some value from the waiver wire guys. I don't think. Finding one guy a week is that hard yeah. um, to get you ten to get you ten points. Is it sustainable the rest of the year? No, but I think MT and I think Cordell Patterson are going to be staples on this team going forward. Just kind of going through a rough patch right now. I can you know kind of stay five hundred until I get the full roster back. I think I'll be okay. Well, uh, you and I are the only teams that have <clears throat> scored a hundred points every week. Uh, you put 122 up this week, so if this is a downtime for you, um, then the rest of the league is probably in trouble. So, well done on your end there, partner. Yeah, I mean, I think if you, you take Kelsey to a normal game, you know, he scores like 12 points, you know, I'm right around 100. I oh, his normal game is higher than 12 points. He's higher okay. than that. But still, yeah. And it, yeah, anyways, I think I think uh, my roster is, is, is good, not great. Definitely has some holes, but there's a, there's a lot there's a lot left, and I got a lot of fab too. So I think there'll be a couple opportunities throughout the next five, six, seven yep. weeks where there's going to be a, a a a major RB coming off. Yeah, and when uh, you do draft a, a QB and a tight end, both of them in the first six rounds, I think he got hurts in the six. Um, yeah. you know you do have to put a little bit of work on the flex position, but overall, I think you're you'll you'll be just fine. Um, I appreciate that, Jack. Let's. Do you want to jump to your matchup next here? Yeah, uh, caught Muertos on a underperforming week. Um, the Burrow Chase stack uh, was a little nerve wracking going into the game. Uh, Baltimore pass defense has been giving up a ton, um, so they held them in check. Uh, kind of had it wrapped up. We both had some players going on Monday night. Um, 
you know, Waller ended up going out after the the first. Uh, I think I think he played six plays and was out, so it was kind of over uh, right away for any sort of crazy comeback. And Adams kind of went off as well. Um, Lamar Jackson under twenty points for a second straight week, a little concerning there, but uh, love my boy Damian Pierce back to back good weeks. He's the workhorse. Um, Josh Jacobs kind of written off for Carl early in the year, you know, preseason. A lot of people weren't high on him. RB4 right now. So he's kind of rolling. He's got a buy upcoming. Um, Carl seems, it just, you know, they look really good, but they've consistently been underperforming. So, you know, we, we wonder if that's a trend um, or, you know, is he at his floor right now and he's got a super high ceiling? So I think time's going to, you know, tell us a lot here with, with uh, Muertos. Yeah. I think, Jack, your team, real quick here. This is how far your team is ahead of everybody else's. Is you just scored 111 points and you, you're like a top five running back in the league, wasn't even playing. So that, I think that's all that needs to be said about your team. Extremely good. You, you are going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward. I don't think we need to touch on your team anymore because this is kind of like how we've had like Scott, I think Scott's team in the past, D mouse team. Like we've had several teams where they're just like, yo, this is the best team, you know, only one of those two won. So hopefully I'm on the right end of that. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, there's no guarantee of championship, but there is almost a guarantee of first place and getting a bye. So yeah, yeah. You're looking good there. Uh, Los Muertos, the, you know, kind of like the hot girl at the bar, no personality, right? Like got really good on paper, doesn't seem to be delivering, but I will say this, Jack, his lowest scoring weeks, 87 points, right? Yeah. Even his team is not performing right now, but he seems to have a really high floor. Like if, if Jamal Williams gets a touchdown and Jamar Chase goes for 15 and Darren Waller just plays in the full game. Like he's at one eleven. at least I bet. He could have easily reached one eleven this week. Yep. And he's got Travis Etienne that's kind of uh on the come up and then Swift just gonna be back too. So I think Carl is the best two and three team out there and going to get better, but thankfully I think you, you caught him on a down week and I think we've been saying that all year, like Carl's team looks really good on paper, but just hasn't been delivering uh, come game time right now. So yeah, um, I don't, I'm I'm interested to see where the algorithm slots him in. Um, but I, I think if you just look at the names, he's he's still in a, a pretty good shape here. Uh, totally agree, partner. Totally agree. Let's move on to. I think a, a matchup a lot of people had eyes on. Not that it was close, but just because of all the. Um, all the transactions and mostly the trade that happened this week. Reggie Ledoux versus Raid at Mar-a-Lago. Um, Sam gets his first win. I mean, that's what, you know, if the Canning Horns Times was still in existence, that's what the headline would be for this, this week in our league. Um, Sam trades away his best player, trades for A.J. Dillon, who proceeds to only score three points. <laughs> Such a, Three I mean, points. such a bad, bad week. I mean, he could have kept Taylor and just played Rashad White and scored more points. Um, or actually, he could have played Cam Akers and scored point one less. <laughs> Anyways, 
he wins. You know, he's a happy man. 90 points. Um, he, he got it done just through through the force of, of Brees Hall scoring 26 points. Um, nobody else on his team had over 13 and a half. So it's not like I think you could be super positive about his team going forward, Jack. But I think I think we gotta gotta say he's he's not gonna give up here. He's not gonna he's not gonna take becoming bumper lightly. Hey, hey! All I gotta say is he's one and zero since that trade. Don't underestimate the value that AJ Dillon brings to that locker room. Okay, so one and zero since the I trade. I hear you, Jack, and regardless of what happens the rest of the year, I don't think that makes the trade any better. <laughs> because even if he wanted A.J. Dillon, he could have gotten A.J. Dillon plus somebody way better. I know. Regardless. But yeah, regardless, but I know. Regardless, want to know. The locker room. The well. locker room. Uh, just a different spirit about it. Um, <laughs> Reggie's keen, Jack. What are your thoughts here? I got screwed with Higgins in my practice league, not playing. Yeah. Um, even if Higgins plays... Probably not scoring, you know, the twenty-eight points that that Reggie needed here to to catch up. But uh, kind of an unfortunate week. Did did Firemuth get hurt? Because yeah. I know Hines did. Yep. Right. Yeah, he got burned by injuries. Kind of a fluke week. Um, I mean, his, his white boys. Uh, I don't know what their the uh, sweaty subs called it again last week. Whitest team of the the week or something like that. Um, but I mean, CMC and cup did their part. Um, I mean, including his quarterback and defense, six points was the highest between the rest of, uh, his lineup there. So, I mean, just a really bad week again, got burned by injuries. I don't think Reggie, uh, is worried about his team. Uh, awfully quiet though. Uh, Reggie, very, very interactive. Usually, uh, is Reggie week by week, but, um, I think just a little embarrassed by the loss to raid. Um, you know, I think if he scored 62 points and it was to, um, you know, Muertos, I don't think he's too upset. Um, but I think since it was raid, I think it, I think it stung a little in, uh, you know, in Ledoux HQ over there. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. There was not a peep out of Reggie. Seems like he's, you know, coming out of hibernation this week with a message in the group me about Hurricane Carl. Um, which is funny. See where he goes from here. Which is funny. Which is funny. Um, I guess they're, I mean, if you're losing to, to Sam, what's there to say? So, yep. I guess I understand that. Yep. Very fair. Let's, let's jump to the closest matchup of the week, Jack. I wasn't watching much football this weekend, but I did catch the Monday night game, and I was looking at fantasy as well. And... Uh, let me tell you what, it was a teeter-totter between SBLC versus uh, Broncos Country Keo. Um, back and forth, right? It, it looked like SP had locked it up. Then Derek Carr gets in another possession. Adams almost uh, catches that pass last, you know, last drive of the game. Just a back and forth matchup. And I feel bad for anyone that scores 111 this year and doesn't get the, the W. Um what were your thoughts on this matchup, Jack? Yeah, SP on Monday night doesn't, you know, it's like peanut butter and jelly right there. Um, and and the, the experience showed, uh, you know, on Monday night uh, with SP right there. But yeah, I mean, they were tied at 111.04 late in the fourth quarter. Like really late in the fourth quarter. Probably one drive, one possession each left. Um, so it was just an insane game. Clyde got a couple yards, like eight yards to take the lead. And then Carr 
like you said, you know, threw a pass, got it closer, and then the uh, overturned call to Devontae Adams. He was bobbling it. So they, they called it a catch on the field. They reviewed it, overturned it, uh, cost Kehoe the game. So no stat adjustments overnight. I think uh, Keo was probably hoping for one of those. Just give me a half point somewhere. Um, didn't get that. And uh, Keo's probably the best looking after, you know, the injuries – uh, sustained to Damian Harris and Rashad Penny. Broncos country might be the best one and four looking team ever. I mean, he looks great moving yes. forward. Um, despite being one and four, I think he's got playoffs on the mind still. Um, so I don't know what his schedule's like. Uh, we'll have to take a look at it afterwards, but, um, you know, watch out for Keyhole moving forward. Thankfully I already played him. I play him at the end of the year. Again, one of the few teams I play twice a year. Um, but we'll see where his team's at then. But, you know, despite his first round pick, Najee being god awful, um, he's still in a great spot, still being one and four. I think you nailed it there, Jack. I was going to say the same thing about his uh, one and four squad. Let's move on to the another one and four team now, Phil. Um, just the, the, the contrast between these two one and four teams is, is, is stark. Like, <laughs> Phil's team is, is trending the wrong way. He scores 79 points this week, um, which isn't terrible. But can we talk about his team name, Jack? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? I'm just like shaking my head right now at Phil um, because he tries, I think, at these team names. And he decides that uh, Mike Boone is going to be the the player choice for the team name. Uh, I didn't even you you mentioned that to me. Like I didn't realize that's who he was naming his team after. Yeah, um, didn't work. I think he he might have even done it like after the Broncos already played too on Thursday night, which was funny. I could <laughs> be wrong, but I think he did. Um, best thing going for him right now is he's. Got Tyler Higby, who's overperforming. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm on... This tight end that scored eight points is the best thing he's got going? Yeah, I mean, I've uh, outside of Mahomes, um, I mean, he did... Amon Saint, Amon Ra um, did... Was on, like, a pitch count. Uh, only played, I believe, like, 20 snaps. Um, so he shouldn't be worried about him moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like you said earlier for the trade, I mean, he traded Chubb for Zeke and Robinson who have, I, I think very low ceilings and not very high floors either. Um, you know, they combined for 12 points. So yeah, I don't know. Um, my bumper pick is actually looking better earlier. I was like, no, I don't think he will be bumper. Um, but we have a bumper bowl coming up this this week, so we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, no, Phil's team. Kind of struggling. Yeah, I agree. Brother Man, on the other hand, opposite end of the spectrum, he's rocking and rolling. He's kind of like your team. It's not that fun to talk about. It's just like 124 points. The Allen Diggs connection continues to thrive. Super um, stack. Not just a stack. That's a super that's probably gotta be the best stack like ever. Well, the super stack. Is it has Singletary too, right? Yeah, that's not very super though. Okay, yeah, but you know he's got a little bit of depth, right? He's got Devontae Smith on the bench. I guess Chase Edmonds is is garbage now, so not that much depth at running back. Um, kind of no depth at running back, unless I, you know what? Let me rephrase that: no depth at running back. <laughs> but 
his team, regardless, uh, continues to put up points. Uh, he moves to, to four and one, second place. Uh, just another tier four team that's that's proving the world wrong. Yep, good good for Clay. You know, root for brother man. We've we've been in the trenches together for the last five years. Um, and I mentioned this about uh, DK Metcalf earlier, but yeah, Tyler Lockett with Geno, uh, nice little addition for him, and Devonta Smith. So some. Definite wide receiver depth there. Um, so let's see if he flips that for some running back depth that apparently he just has none of. None. Um, last matchup here, Jack. Tallahassee Love versus Type Gym. I'm not going to do the whole like different uh, Pokemon before Type Gym every single week. Just type Gym. Um, he's lucky we're even saying Type Gym. Like that still is a terrible name. Whatever his clan is, yeah. We. We talked about this uh, during the interview with Mize Maps, Jack. Do you have anything else you want to add kind of outside of that interview? Because I don't think I'm seeing much here. Yeah, no, just, uh, I mean, I think uh, Type Jim took the matchup very seriously this week. Um, just wanted a statement to be made. Um, and he was texting me about being the high score of the week. Really wanted that. I think just a, a pride thing being at one and three so outside of that um you know he's just little finger trying to uh you know cause chaos in this league right now yeah i think i think d kirk said it multiple times it's a it was a must win week for him and he he showed up you know and we got to give him some credit there i don't think um this is actually a decent segue here jack moving into six week six matchups I don't think he got it. I don't think he has a chance. I don't think he's going to beat Brother Man, Brother Mon this Brother week. Mon. I, I don't. I will phrase that. I think he has a chance. I think. I do think Brother Mon wins. Um, I love uh, kind of. All right, I don't love D Kirk's like matchups this week as far as who his players are playing. Uh, like Chubb at New England, Cooper obviously at New England as well. Uh, Mike Williams at Denver going to have to go up against uh, Patrick Sertan. Um So his team's not, he's not looking great um, against Rutherman. But I think that's a matchup to, to keep an eye on because D. Kirk still needs um, to score some points. And, the you know, in the, in the event we have a, a points off in order to see who makes the playoffs uh, down the road from now. So I think that's a matchup to keep an eye on, Jack. Um, what else are you seeing out there for week six? Yeah, I think uh, the matchup of the week is the Fiji Bowl. Um, the couple one, are they the only one in four? No, I think uh, Scotty's one in four as well. Um, but just a huge. And Kehoe. Oh, Kehoe, that's it. That's it. Um, we just talked about how he's the best one in 14. Scotty, Scotty's got wins. So okay, okay. I flipped those two. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, massive game here. Uh, bumper implications, uh, fraternity pride implications on this one. Um, and you know what? Raid is kind of, I think, in a better spot than... Um, I don't know why I have that matchup open and it still has Brotherman's rosters. Um, there we go. There we go. But he's got Brees Hall. Uh, I think he's going to have a quarterback change. Um we're talking about Sam here. Uh, you know, Goddard's been like low key the the number three uh, tight end recently. 
Um, but looking at, at Phil's roster here, I don't think I've seen this before. And, and I'm going to put very little weight in ESPN projections. Um, but outside of the quarterback, he has two players with double-digit projections this week. It's Mike Evans, and it's actually Tyler Higby. So just looks terrible on paper for, for Booney Tang. I shouldn't even say that for Phil's team. Um, and I think it's an opportunity here for Ray to actually go on a dub too. What are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, you look at, you look at the individual matchups and you don't love what Phil's got going on. Jane Robinson at Indy. Do they, do they run the ball over Indy? Probably not. Zeke at Philly. Um, you do love Mahomes versus Buffalo. That's going to be a shootout. That should be a shootout. Um, but overall, Phil's roster is just n- n- actually like not that much better than Sam's um, on like a on this week. I mean, if you look at the projections, they're both projected low eighties. Uh, Sam doesn't even have a defense in, so you give you know you give his defense five points. Maybe you substitute somebody in for Lawrence, and he's looking okay. He's got a chance this week. He might go um, get Gino. He might go and get Gino tonight, and actually find himself um, not in last place next week. That, so that would be nice. Um, this is this is going to be, you know, probably a crucial matchup in the bumper um, determination, I would say. I would say Phil's team, Sam's team, maybe Scott's team, I don't know. Um, are looking are looking the worst at this moment. So this is this is a big matchup. Not for playoff implications, but bumper implications certainly. Yep. Uh, another matchup, Jack, is actually yours. I think this is the last one we need to touch on. Um, Reggie plays plays uh, Scott. Not much there. I play more at those. He's got some players on by, but your matchup versus SP, you know, kind of, um, you're a little bit shorthanded here with some players on by. Do you think SP has a chance? Um, I mean. I- I'm not going to say he doesn't have a chance because it's fantasy football. I don't need the uh, the gods to make me eat my words. Um, but he's just all hyped up on Eckler on Monday night. He burned me last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, he went for, I think, thirty one of his 30-point performances um, against me to, to win. I thought I had it in the bag. Um, but we're prepared for that this year. I said that uh, earlier today. We're, we're prepared for that. Um, you know, we're, we're next man up this, this year. Um, hopefully JT suits up and we got that, uh, dynamic duo in the backfield to match his, uh, elite running backs over there. And, uh, we're going to win the wide receiver battle. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll be all right. We both have just absolute dog shit tight ends. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to the opportunity to go six and oh. I really hope it's like a 16 point difference or like, you know, like going <laughs> to, to Monday night and just like right within reach for Eckler. And oh, it, it, and just be dialed in. Dude, I'm not going to be comfortable if it's under 40 points, to be honest. <laughs> with Eckler. <laughs> like, I'm really not. Uh, he plays Denver, yeah, I mean, though. So looking at that, actually, um, that's they're a good defense. So um, that kind of gives me a little hope. But um, yeah, I mean,. He's been insane the last two weeks. I mean, 30, 35 points is very impressive. So, need to get to 40. Dude, I mean, you might as well, like, just, like, if you're in that situation, just take the over on every Eckler prop and just be like, okay, 
lose this matchup, whatever. At least I'll win like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so sometimes I do that on those and just even like anytime touchdown score. Like I did that for Jeff Wilson when you and I played on Monday night two weeks ago. I was like, you know what? If if Jeff Wilson goes off, you know, at least I'll win a couple bucks. So yeah, I yeah. I I'm a I do that. I do it. But I realize I do have Sutton going Monday night, so a little counter punch for Eckler. Mm-hmm. Great great point there, Jack. All right. Don't want the you know the pod to run too long, Jack. Do you want to jump into power rankings? Yeah, we'll uh kind of go through these quick here. Um I think there's kind of a, a clear top three at the moment. Uh we got myself, Papa at number one. Um, just being five and zero at the moment, most points four. Uh, Algo spat me out number one. Um, that's it. Uh, Brotherman number two. I think uh, you know we've kind of gone back and forth all year on on uh, top team. Good to see out of us. You know, I'm gonna reiterate that after being in the dumps. Uh, and then number three, we got yourself, um, the nut. So, like I mentioned earlier. You know, you've scored over 100 points every single week, and you have two losses uh, to Papa and uh, Brotherman. So, um, you know, you haven't shown yet that you have beaten the top two teams despite scoring well every week. Um, but you're right there and, and filling out a, a great roster. Um, so I, I do believe those top three at the moment are kind of would be in their, their own tier. Um Next up, we got Muertos, actually. So, um, very interesting that the Algo spit this out. Um, you know, Lane will bring up in the interview um, that sometimes he thinks uh, the podcast is uh, too forward-looking or puts too much value on the uh, the past and uh, not so much the, the present. And we may be doing that so with Muertos here. Um, but... You know, very high floor, uh, high ceiling still with Meritos. Um, so he's sitting at number four. Um, we'll go, I'll go top six. You can go bottom six there. Uh, next up, we got Reggie. Uh, despite the 62 point performance coming uh, against Raid Almargo or whatever, uh, still has him at five. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think he has. Uh, the best duo in fantasy still between CMC and Cup. I mean, probably the best at each position. Um, so the the top duo right there um, kind of got burned by injuries. We're, I think we're giving Reggie a little bit of a pass this week. Uh, and number six, rounding out the top half, uh, SPLLC. Um, after showing investors that he does have cash available on hand, uh, he's won three in a row. Running backs seem to kind of, you know, have it, have it going and, and got it together. Um, Pitts is in, you know, la-la land down there. So I think he's just waiting on him. Um, and uh, he's got a true test this week. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a fabulous top six. It's interesting um, that, you know, Reggie finds himself, um, I think, it, I mean, maybe in the same tier not the same tier but the same number that you know he was when we last did a podcast jack so despite putting up a 62 performance uh still getting plenty of respect here from the algo um a team that's still not getting any respect frankly is tallahassee love um (laughs) although all the way down at number seven here jack and actually in our standings he's number four so um, he's got five over 500 points this year. He's three and two, but 
Um, the algo just doesn't love the way his team looks right now. And it's the algo. Um, it's it's on the algo lane. I'm just I'm sorry, man. I'm just I'm just, I'm merely uh, just a conduit translating this information to our listeners' ears. Um, number eight, Keo, Jack, a team that I I love right now. Keo um, was you know one play away. Um, from being kind of right in the thick of it. If he wins that week, Jack, I think the Algo even loves him even more. I think he could be up as high as five. Um, but he finds himself at eight because he's still got to prove he can get some wins. But his roster is looking absolutely loaded to the point where he can bench Najee Harris now and just let that situation work itself out. Yeah, that's got to uh, feel comforting because you know he's been wanting to for a while. Yes. Um, and now yes. he can with no regrets. Right, right. It makes, it makes sense now. You're not trying to be like this, make a hero call by benching your first-round pick now. It's like, no, nah, it makes sense. I got better guys. Um, number nine, D-Dog. So, team that was in a must-win situation, he gets it done. Still not impressed with his roster and his depth overall. But um, I tell you what, this kid battles. This kid's going to be making trades. This kid's going to be grinding. Watch out for Ayuk Elijah Moore packages. Do you think this guy sleeps on Tuesday nights? Because I guarantee this guy's waking up at 3.30 or whenever waivers runs just to see if anybody slipped through the cracks. Oh, yeah. Um, He can't wait to see who blew a load on on Taysom Hill today. Yeah, this guy's dialed in day in, day out. Um, But nine overall power rankings... um, just not that good of a team. Let's just let's just be honest. Um, check number ten. We have Scott. Uh, Scott's team kind of in this free fall place. Not sure what what's going to transpire from this point, but up, you know, through five weeks, he's not really impressing anyone. But you know, got some sexy players on the squad, so there's still some hope there. Number eleven. Um, this, this is a surprise, Jack. This is a surprise. I'll, I'll be the first one to say it, but it's not Kurtz. It's not Kurtz. Um, he's 1-0 in his last one game, <laughs> and he um, has a chance this week to win again, um, which brings us to number 12, Phil. Um, Phil, you know, his team has no culture. Um, it's, they have no camaraderie, no brand. Um, it's always a new name. It's always a new this. It's always a new that. Um, no continuity and not scoring any points. Got some bad matchup this week. You know, be that as it may. Finds himself at number 12, Jack. Um, your thoughts on, on this bottom six before we close things out? Yeah. Uh, crazy. Skirts uh, dog fought his way out of that 12 spot with just one win. Um, Algo might see something. Um See something that we're, I'm not seeing. Yeah, I mean, personally. I'll be honest, I'm not seeing it, but I'll go seeing it. I'm not either. Um, and I think it's, uh, okay, you know, we're going to put you here, now prove it type of week um, against mm-hmm. against the, the 12 owner. And, and same goes for Phil. Like, are you mad about this? Uh, you should be. So, um, you know, interesting there at 11 and 12 uh, with what that spat out. Um and I think, yeah, D-Dog's going to, you know, he might be a little upset. He he put a, a league high 147 uh, season high for, you know, um, this week. So he probably thinks that he's, uh, you know, up there in the top three probably now. But, uh, you know, we're going to see through that. Algo's going to see yeah, through that. Yeah, I mean, 
there, there, there's, there is like a kind of a, a bunch there between D Dog, Kehoe, Tallahassee, SP, Reggie, maybe even Carl. Where yep. it's, I mean, it's neck and neck right there. Very um, neck and neck. Who wants it? It's neck and neck. Who wants it? We'll see. We'll be back in two weeks, Jack. Um, best of luck this weekend uh, with your matchup against SP. Um, anything else before before we close this one out? Um, just looking forward to another week. Getting it going Thursday. I think we're going to run Curtis out there in a great Commanders, <laughs> great Commanders Bears game. Um, despite how bad it is, I just I love Thursday night football. I know it's like bad for. I know the players hate it and probably terrible for their safety. Um, but for my enjoyment, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, everybody was complaining about the uh, the, the Broncos Colts game, like on Twitter. But that game probably had more tweets than any other Thursday night game. Like yeah. people were dialed in. Loved like, it. There's there's still entertaining. Great win for the Colts. Yep. All right, go horse. All right, partner. Another week in the book. All right, take care. Yeah. All right, all right. We got Lane on the uh, interview today. Lane, how are we doing? Thank you for joining. Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the uh, the offer out there. I think I was the first one to bite. I was pretty quick to the Ben's question out there. I know you guys just heard my partner last week, but I don't know. I, I haven't been on. I wasn't on at all last year, so I'm looking forward to it. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's your guys' podcast, and this is a, a different uh, area of yeah. content. So, you know, we still love you hopping on as a guest. Before we dive into the, the sweaty subs and get a little content around that, um, what are you drinking tonight there, partner? I'm glad you asked, Jack. Um so, honestly, I ran to the liquor store about 10 minutes before you called me here, and my initial thought was to get a some sort of pumpkin, something around fall, Halloween-ish, like an Oktoberfest, and I ran into a special release BrewDog low ABV hazy IPA. It's called the Fellowship IPA, and it's a Lord of the Rings-based IPA, and I'm, I've never been happier. Wow. Absolutely love that. Too Is it good? Tea. Like, literally, I saw it. I picked it up. I was in and out of there in less than a minute and a half. <laughs> saw what you wanted, and you attacked it. I would I would yep. like to see a picture, if you don't mind sending that, uh, of what that looks like. I would love like. to. I'll send one after this, yeah. Have you been watching Rings of Power? I have. I, I actually have. I've been watching that and um, Game of Thrones, and it's a little hard, like, deciphering the difference between the two at times, but um, kind of right up my alley, but it's, it's on and off for me. I, I liked the start more than people did, but the last two episodes have been so bad, uh, but still still staying positive, but uh, for, I, I like for it Rings so of Power. For what it is. Rings of Power yes. has been bad? Okay. Yeah, it's... It's on and off. I like the way it started. It's kind of mysterious. It's basically just, it's just based on like revealing who the bad guy is. And they've just, they just waited way too long for anything to happen. Every episode is like some sort of cliffhanger. It just gets so ridiculously boring and like towards the end and the character development's terrible. And, uh, but they're getting there. I, I think it has, it has, uh, obviously the story behind it. So, they just need to stick to that a little bit more, show us some action, give us some crazy stuff, and 
I think more people would would like it. So it's like it's like Kyle Pitts. It's got some really good name value, but it's just not doing. Oh my it. god, that's a great comparison, actually. Super uh, high draft pick, <laughs> literally like a two hundred million dollars, sh- like something some absurd budget for the, the TV show. Too. Yeah, the graphics are legit, but. I watched the first, like, three episodes, and I haven't watched in, like, a month. But I still want to finish it, at least. Yeah. But I got, I got to get back into it. Right, right. Um, so you guys had the sweaty subs last week. Loved it. Always love uh, your guys' podcast. Makes me laugh, you and D-Dog. Um, how did it go on your guys' you. end, from the production end? Oh, it was... A, so everybody heard about how the first week that we were supposed to do it about three weeks ago now just kind of blew up in flames in the group meet. I mean, messages are being sent back and forth. There was photo <laughs> evidence, um, everything of that nature. I'm not going to dive into that one too much, but basically we got our stuff together last week, sort of, and uh, kind of pulled it together about an hour and a half before the Thursday night football game. Uh, I already had plans to go watch it with a buddy of mine here in Louisville, so, like, Dylan was eating a pot pie when we were supposed to start. Just like little things like that. We're just we're not very uh, clean and crisp when it comes to the production side of things. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, we got it done. We we got Sam on early. We got him out of the way so he could get back to his baby. Um, but I mean, it, it just turned into same old, same old. It's like literally nothing's changed. Dylan just kind of. You know, and, and as he probably wants to, he's just running the show. I'm not saying I didn't have some input, but most of the uh, most of the, I guess, content was Dylan driven. Uh, just every time we were getting off subject, to be back on subject so we can get to either a controversy that Dylan wants to bring up or somebody that he wants to bring on his team. So, yeah, it was it was fine. And then he got on my ass for uh, not editing it all day Friday when I had to work literally for eight hours straight on a call with my client but uh that kind of ticked me off a bit but you know with with great content comes uh, some stressful times and we're not gonna we're not gonna let that you know bring us down so we got it done we got it out to the to the people and just in time for you guys to kind of hear the recap of what we thought was going to happen thursday and lead into sunday so thought it went well but could be better oh yeah uh, go ahead ben sorry jack I'll say this, Mike. One, um, before we talk about your, your pod, I appreciate you making the effort to come prepared with a horn tonight. I think Thank you. Um, that speaks volumes. And, and two, we're happy to have you on because, you know, you kind of get to play a different role here than, you know, what you got to play over there at Sweaty Subs. But speaking of your, you know, your first episode of the year, uh, loved it from my perspective. Didn't catch it till a little bit late, but it was kind of fun to listen to, like, after the games had already happened because – you actually nailed some of the stuff that you were talking about, so it's kind of fun to like uh, to like retroactively. Well, look, you guys is like gambling picks, at least yours, Sam's. You know, those were solid. And Classic. then you're talking about um, like Naeem Hines not being a great a great play. I know he did get hurt, but like you were right. you were talking about Reggie versus Sam matchup, and you were like, eh, I'm not sure Reggie's gonna win this one. And <laughs> you you were kind of spot on for that, so. I commend you guys on the first episode and looking forward to listening to you guys throughout the year. I appreciate that. Oh, one call out. Did you guys hear that? Uh, what was his name? Andrew Beck, like the backup, yes, to the yes. backup tight end wide receiver <laughs> fullback combo. That was it. <laughs> that guy dropped a touchdown, man. I he know. literally had it. The value. 
the uh, there. yeah the anytime <laughs> touchdown I tailed on that and uh, that was hilarious that uh, got a little group chat going for a little bit spice the spice the right. game up though probably the worst like, Thursday night football Carl game ever. Day, then we get like a group me blow up where he's like catch the damn ball. Or yeah. Everybody's tailing it. Uh, good content. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so it was also the Sweaty Subs Bowl last week. Uh, obviously not what you wanted. Uh, Dylan must have really taken no. it personally uh, for some reason. Um, you don't have to yeah. go too in-depth about it, um, but w- what are some, some high-level insights after uh, last week's matchup? I mean, I'll keep it short. Uh I mean, I got a banged up team. We need to get healthy, obviously. Herbert's playing with like half his ribs. Damien Harris goes down after like three carries. And Tyreek gets stepped on, has like a four string quarterback throwing him the ball. Like, we just didn't have playmakers out there. And Dylan's team literally hit the ceiling. So I told him hopefully hitting the ceiling doesn't give his team a concussion when they're coming back down. So, yeah. Um, I mean, really unfortunate. I think uh, Cooper. Every one of his players scored a touchdown in the first quarter. It was yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was over over kind of early there. Um, I mean, I think right. I, I told Ben this in the uh, prep we did. Uh, Cooper's touchdown was straight just league karma. I mean, we all were blasting him for getting Cooper trades, and of course he goes and scores. Uh, but whatever. He doesn't do anything after either. It was crazy. Like literally yeah. all first first quarter and maybe a couple minutes into the second, and he didn't do a thing the rest of the game. Yeah. So, your your boy yeah. Njoku though, your boy Njoku stepped up at least for for what the tight ends are this year. Great game. Dude, he's great solid. Game. Yeah, that guy is solid. I draft him in every league, every league in the last round, and nobody ever like I got him in every every league last round. Thought he was going to be great this year. I did. I didn't panic the first couple weeks. I just really liked Logan Thomas too, but that offense is so bad. Washington is so bad. So yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, well, I've been... I mean, speaking of your your tight ends, I, I was doing a little napkin math. You know, looking at <laughs> you. You are the tight end guru, right? So <laughs> I'm looking at Here we go. I'm looking at the math. So five weeks in, your tight ends are averaging six point four points. Is that a number you're satisfied with? What's the league average? Okay, great question. So I tried to, I was, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I came in here with bad intentions of saying, hey, Lane's tight ends have kind of sucked this year. I bet he's below <laughs> the, the league average. So then I had to. Great follow up question, through. Lane. Great follow up question. So I had to question. go through and calculate everyone else's. Um, I excluded uh, Mark Andrews and Kelsey teams because I'm like, those are going to be higher. And you're like right around league average. You're, 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 you're right there. It's basically the lowest was Jack at 21 points for the entire season um, so far. Not great. And then you're at like 26, I think. And then most teams are between like 28 and like 30, 31 points. So, I mean, maybe that's why. So. This, yeah. Last pick. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, this year I, I tried to give value very last pick. Actually, I think he was my second to last pick. I'm not sure. I also took Jamison Williams in every draft as my last pick as an IR stash who I still think is going to be a stud in here in two weeks. But uh, I, I don't think that's terrible. I mean, like, for the draft value, I think being league average, that's exactly what you want. I mean, what am I going to expect, like, Logan Thomas to be a top three or Joku to be a top three? Like, probably not. Like, fighting's pretty solidified. You're either spinning the capital on a Kelsey like you did then and just getting just massive value and I think I think in a couple of years or the next couple of years in the draft, 
people are going to start like realizing that. I think like the top two tight ends are going to go earlier and earlier. Like, I don't see how after seeing what Kelsey and Mark Andrews have done, that's not like at least a first two round pick. Easy. Um, I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, projection wise, I feel like yeah, they do go like two and three right now. They could bump up a little. I also think the same for quarterbacks as well. I mean, Josh Allen didn't go yeah. to the fourth round. And yeah, I mean, crazy. he's probably wow. averaging like 35 points per game now. Um, so I could see that bumping up too. I feel like our league really undervalues both of those positions. I wish we could pull some data where it's like, if your quarterback scores over 25 points, the odds of you winning a game, like, it's gotta be so high, right? Like, I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. When you get somebody like, like we all made fun of clay for a stack, but Holy shit. What a stack. Yeah, seriously. Um, moving on, just a, we, you and I had a quick transaction. We'll we'll bring it up. It's it's a very oh, low level yeah. uh, transaction, but uh, fun to talk about. Uh, I gave you Herbert and McKenzie for Tony Pollard. Um, yep. Just not 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 high on Tony Pollard anymore, or was it just strictly a uh, if Monty's out, I want to beat D Dog's ass, or or what was the? I guess what so, was your thought process with that? All last week, I wanted to, like, get the running backs that I wanted in the room, you know, our running back room. And after much uh, debate and, you know, conversations within the, the organization, we were really stoked about Damian Harris. We thought about an extension. Um, we thought he's been playing really well. And so basically what I'm trying to say here is we put all of our – chips in on Damien Harris being like our solid RB3. Yeah. So Derek Henry, Monty with the backup. So solidify one of them's going to play. So we always yep. have two put like somebody there is going to play. And then having Damien Harris as my flex who is a potential RB2 starter. I just I thought we had it we had it solidified. So I was like, well at least I'm getting Herbert here so I know that the Chicago running back is going to play. So that was basically the thought process was that's great. And then honestly, uh, if McKenzie was healthy, I was going to play him in my flex last week. <laughs> yeah, I no, I mean. really, I was really looking forward to him playing because you saw that rookie did in yeah. his position, like kind of popped off. So um, I was a little ticked about that. But, you know, concussions are a you know, hot topic right now. And everybody's basically taking four weeks off they get a concussion. So kind of sucks. But that's the thought process. We got screwed. Damian Harris done for like four or five weeks. I just, yeah, I, I kind of want TP back, but you know, <laughs> get him. Choosers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that that is uh, that was kind of a tough blow with after hearing your thought process yeah. there and putting your marbles in Damian, who has been playing really well, and they had a juicy matchup too. So that that kind of. Dude, I, I saw a stat where he's fourth in touchdowns the last like sixteen NFL games. 16 I, weeks of the NFL. Yeah, he had like 15 last year. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember, I think Sam may have had him last year, somebody like that, and it was the same deal. Like, everybody's like, oh, like, nothing, 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 and the guy's just, he was solid. I don't know, yeah. he just gets good carries and good positions, but, you know. Yeah, well, um, yeah, kind of a, a tough break there. Uh, moving forward, though, um, actually, before we get to the outlook of your team for the rest of the year. Um, Going to give you the opportunity. Uh, I feel like Ben and I kind of kind of grill my maps quite a bit. Um, oh. You know, maybe not a, enough respect on the power rankings week by week that mm-hmm. you deserve. Which, hey, 
which is algorithm based. Algorithm based. Algorithm based. Um, so that's actually its own thing. Um, so you can grow the algorithm too. Uh, but I want to give you the open floor here to uh, counter that um, if you want um, any defense or anything. So you know, feel free. Uh, we are a positive driven uh, podcast, yep. and communication yep. is key. So uh, floor is yours for for any comment on that. Well, I'm going to ride the positive wave here. Um, I honestly think after the Damien Harris thing that I don't know what ranking it is this week, but after hearing what I were, where I was last week, I kind of agree there. I just, I think I kind of screwed myself with the trade to you. I don't have the depth that I want, especially going into this week. Let's say I do take a loss this week going three and three is a little different. Um, I thought I was, I'm not going to lie, I thought I could easily beat Dylan, but his team just played outstanding. But, they did. They did. Um, I, I probably have, if you look at my remaining schedule, I have to have the toughest schedule out of anybody coming up here. Um, it's it's, it's going to be the gauntlet going into this. Uh, I need my studs to kind of show up. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to drill the algo. Um, I did think the first couple weeks, uh, I was the only one that you guys were thinking a little bit more futuristically about and mm. sort of past, you know, bringing up some things from the past. And you guys were kind of adding a lot, a little bit of that into it instead of just seeing things for face value. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, that happens. Uh, but what is, what, what is, let's go through this. What is the rankings? It's content. You either, you either solidify your thought with that content or you fucking hate it. So, uh, and if you're at the bottom of it, you absolutely hate it. You're probably not even listening to the pod right now. So, um, <laughs> um, so not, not going to dog on it. I think it's probably right. Don't know where you, don't know where you guys have me this week, but, um, so it just kind of the injuries around too. I mean, I, I still think my team is, uh, above the median, so hopefully I'm around that middle pack there, but I'm definitely not somebody you want to take lightly, I would say. That's fair. And and we appreciate the feedback. Uh, you know, we probably did put the future and the past into too much consideration uh, for a 3-0 team. Just a little bit. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, that, the algo did not miss, miss that because it's very dynamic, but we missed it. So. Yep. Yes. I think that's fair. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is fair. We do Thinking have you at seven. Your future matchups. Um, yeah. Sorry, Jack. You have a tough match. I was just looking at your matchup this week again. Right. Let's yeah. ride. And you're, now he's coming with Stevenson with no backup and Kenneth Walker. Dude, like, he might win every game the rest of the season. Did you yeah. see his team? He, he legit might actually have one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah. With all the, with all the injuries that happened. Uh, this last week, he literally has he has the most depth out of anybody right now on his team. So definitely not to be taken lightly. And then you look at like my next five games. I think I play the top six teams like one after another. So yeah, you go me, Carl, SP, Ben, Clay. Yep, that <laughs> is a gauntlet. You guys again? Yeah. So. It's uh, it's gonna be a wild ride. I'm gonna need some buys to really help me out. Honestly, I mean, it's gonna kind of kill me this week. So that that is true. It's big. Yeah, that yeah. is true though. Uh, bye weeks coming up. That's gonna help you in some of these matchups. I gotta assume, and you do have Derrick Henry on a bye right. now, so then you'll be able to, um, you know, at least have him in the backfield as a staple throughout the gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, keep, right. I definitely need him. 
we're going to touch on this during the pod, but uh, Keo's team did just get two RB1s in one week, just like that. Like, what? insane. So fucking crazy. <laughs> insane. And he, uh, and he still started Alan Kamara like two weeks ago. Yeah. What the fuck? Insane. Ben, any uh, any other follow-ups for, for Lane here? No, I think, you know, I, I think... We, as a podcast track, do undervalue Lane's team. But, I, you know, I think every fantasy manager drifts towards certain players, certain styles of fantasy football players. And I don't think, you know, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's me, Jack, I don't want to speak for you as well, is that, you know, our fantasy football players that we enjoy are just different than the kinds of players Lane enjoy. Maybe that the algorithm thinks are mm-hmm. valuable. So that, that kind of tends to the maybe the unfair... Maybe the little bit of bias that creeps into the canning horn spot. But I think, nonetheless, we we respect and we value um, what Lane brings to this league with, you know, the content, the names. I mean, that's he's, we've said that before, Jack. He brings the best names does. every single season every to year. this league. Still love Space um, Force the best. Space Force is a top five year of time. There were some so, good ones. There were some good ones in the past. Juanita last year was uh, fantastic. Yeah, the Juanita SS. Um, I don't even think I was able. Would you guys like to hear the story about the name this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. That's what I was going to get at. Is like, is it time for a name change? To hey, you know, you're kind of entering a new chapter with your team here. Let's touch on the current name, and then you know, is there is it time for something new? So, so thanks for this. Is a great lead in, Ben. Um, this isn't a new chapter. This is a new straightaway. So. Given the fact I moved down to Louisville in all my leagues this year, I went with the, you know, how every head coach every year, I don't know if you guys remember in your old football days, but even in high school, college, coach has a metaphor for the whole season, right? Uh, So me going in as the owner, GM, and head coach, obviously, um, I came up with a great metaphor. Um, I'm in a horse race um, down here in Louisville. So all my team names are named after what I would name my horses. Um, so nice. Tallahassee Love was going to be the first name of my horse. That was the first one I had come up with. And yes, it does derive from a T-Pain song. Uh, Reggie did a great job with his research there. That's hilarious. That's the first thing that pops up. Um, just a great song. And I, ever since I've, I've known it, which was probably back in 2000 and probably six, um, Always thought it'd be a great name for anything like a like a boat or something like that. Um, came out this year, and when I was thinking about horse names. That one popped up, and so that's where it came from. Tallahassee Love. That is, I like that. Absolutely, I love the the motto and the theme there. Um, it's, yeah. it's a horse. It's a race, so, baby. It's a race. Right, and 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 then like to Ben's other point. I mean, we were just. We got out of the gate hot, right? Like we we were we were winning games. We were just jiving for position, as they like to say here. <laughs> uh, going into the first turn, there were some bumps. People were bumping into us. We were trying to just solidify our spot going to the turn. And now that we are as far as we are in the season, this is this is the gauntlet. This is straight away. This is where a lot of the position changes happen. Um, obviously, there's there's going to be more towards the end of the race, but. We're trying to just get into that that final turn at a good spot, know where we're at, so that we know what push we need to make there on that final stretch. I love that. We are in the straightaway. That's a great, great mm-hmm. metaphor. 
Um, it's fucking wide open right now. Honestly, <laughs> there could be somebody coming in. I'm telling you, I'm a little nervous about Keo. I'm. I I don't disagree. Horse up. The thing with the only thing with Kehoe is you know long term. Obviously, Stevenson's great for the next four weeks. Uh, I mean, Walker's actually there. Yeah, no, Kehoe's. I'm I'm sold on Kehoe too. Can Kehoe make make the right decisions? His roster. I, I, I was about to ask the same thing. Yeah, it's a manager thing at that point. Can he pick between Keenan Allen and Gabe Davis and Audrey Harris? Like, which one of these guys are you benching? Like, that's gonna be. That's tougher than you think. He made the wrong decision this week. You know, he benched Gabe Davis at 30 points. So, it's gonna, that's going to be a challenge going forward. Uh, I agree. Too many good players sometimes. Yep. I'm sure I'm sure Kehoe will be on the... Uh, he's he's not one to shy away from trades. I, I make uh, annual trade with Kehoe, which we have not done yet this year. Um, <laughs> but he... That's like forcing his hand. Like, hey, Kehoe, we have yeah. to make a trade. Hey. Oh, we know. Clay has so much power now, too. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Tier four. Throw up them fours. Um, but uh, any any final thoughts, Lane? We appreciate you hopping on. Uh, take, taking time out of your night to spend with us. Uh, you know, we value that. So any final thoughts? One wanted it the other way. No, no final thoughts. Just wanted to say thanks for doing all that you guys do content-wise. Uh, literally, I look forward to this every Wednesday, every week, uh, because usually the typical question is like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's your life update? And honestly, I feel like once you hit 26, like, it's how is it not? I'm just working. So it's like <laughs> literally like it's the little it's the little things like you got to You got to love the content on Wednesdays. You got to love content whenever you get it done on Fridays, um, <laughs> things like that. Things like that. So I just wanted to say thank you. No no further questions. Look forward to hearing these rankings change, and hopefully I can shock a couple as a long shot in this race this year. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Hey, I, I, I love the metaphor. I'm going to ride with that um, this year. And, again, appreciate you hopping on here tonight. Mice Maps. Mice Maps. No problem, boys. Good luck. The rest of you. All right.